Welcome to Tony Talks Humanity Matters. I'm Tony Julian, your host today, and I have a special guest, Chef Carlos Pineda. And we're going to discuss the topic of humanity because I think that what it means to be authentically human, I naturally thought of you, Chef Carlos. So it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And again, welcome to my world. I'm excited to give you a little um, inside scoop on who I am and what I'm about. I think that will be wonderful for a lot of people. And I know that you are already just loved and adored and known by so many. And I'm hoping to introduce you to even more people. Um, but for our viewers and listeners who are just recently being introduced to you, I wanted to share your background because it's really remarkable. And even having known you for a few years now, I did not know the extent of what you were doing. Um, but I just had this kind of very deep, like heart to heart connection with you where I just knew you were doing well in the world. World and and when I think of people being human and authentic and genuine, I was like, oh yes, Chef Carlos, he's he's uh, the man for this. So you. Uh, you are the first guest where we are specifically talking about humanity on Tony Talks Humanity Matters. So uh, so this is important to people, I think. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. Great, me too. So uh, just as far as your background, I understand you're born and raised in Gilroy, which for those of you who are out of the state or out of the area, it's in Northern California, south of San Francisco. You graduated with a professional culinary institute. You interned at the Pebble Beach Company, and then you moved on to being a chef in Monterey, Carmel, LA, San Jose, Morgan Hill, and Gilroy. I'm sure you've had many prestigious positions along those lines, and you are now the Director of Hospitality and Culinary Services at Rebecca's Children's Services, and you oversee the Food Services, the Culinary Academy, of which I'm helping you with from on a volunteer level, and it's, yes. that's exciting, and that's a separate story in itself, uh, and also the needed bakery and catering. And then in 2010, uh, you developed this, actually this culinary academy at RCS or at Rebecca's. And what I love about it is it, it serves disenfranchised youth, 15 to 25, of which I've had the privilege of meeting some of them. Yeah. And it really teaches job skills, culinary skills, life skills to those people that are graduating. And that's so wonderful is that these 1,600 plus students that have come through are moving on to professional careers and really have that that bridge between where they are now and and where they want to be so that's that's that rainbow bridge that's it's that beautiful, beautiful place. Speaking of rainbows, you're an avid supporter supporter of the LGBTQ community, and you've contributed to a lot of organizations, and they are just way too numerous to name, but including the Gilroy Chamber of Commerce and others. And then uh, I've also noticed one of the things that I saw your most recent was Silicon Valley Business Journal's Top 40 Under 40 for 2021. Plus, you're the reigning champion of the infamous Gilroy Garden garlic festival so yeah. i think for three four years in a row right three years yes three years uh, so i want to hear more about that and then in august you started yes chef carlos which i think is beautiful because everyone says yes chef yes chef right yes. so yes chef carlos um so with all that um, i invited you because i just thought you were just a great role, role model representing what it means to be a humanitarian of being genuine and authentic and then taking that and you've done what many don't do. A lot of people are that, but you've taken it into making a big difference in the world. 
Yes. Um, yes, I'm excited. Thank you. And again, I have my fans. I always bring them wherever I go. So I have the Yes Chef Carlos fan. So it's one of my staples, um, as you mentioned. And again, I'm excited because, you know, humanity is, is, is individuality and I'm excited to share more about that. So Yes, that's that's perfect. And um, and I always encourage people to be as individual and as unique as they are. And and uh, so that's what I, I love about you. So, you know, we were talking about humanity. Right. And before we get started, would it be helpful for me just to talk a little bit about what it means to me? Because it is yes. a personal thing. Yes, I would love that. Yeah, actually. What does humanity mean to you? Right. So uh, for me, it, it is my perspective and everyone, like I said, may have different perspectives, but I think we are just this collection. When I think about humanity, I have this picture of this collection of being just diverse human beings who are where we are perfect in our imperfection. Like we're not meant to be perfect. I think we are, we are perfect in ourselves being unique and different. And when I think about it, I believe we're fractals of God that are, that just have all these different experiences with our with our goal of learning the lesson of loving unconditionally, and we're experiencing on Earth the light, and we're and we're experiencing the dark, and we're experiencing emotions and adversity, and then beyond that, um, and this also ties into what what you do is that as humans, our collective interaction, which is compassion and love for one another. Uh, to influence, to inspire, to elevate, and then essentially taking stewardship of of others that are that are around us and elevating them when we can and being inclusive and and loving all of humanity and without judgment. So that is my perspective. What is your chef, Carlos? I love that. I love that. Um, when I think of humanity, I think, you know, life doesn't have a guidebook. There's no right or wrong. There's no sources of guidance. Um, there's a lot of gray area. So a lot of us have to find out what that means for us. So I love humanity because it, it, it reminds me of individuality. It's, um, you know, embracing your own spirited or yourself. Um, it's being one of a kind. And so it's going through life to kind of understand and understand and realize what that means for yourself. And that's something I had to find to come or realize what my goal of humanity was and what my focus was becoming a humanitarian um, and just make sure I'm there to you know, embrace and empower others to, to find their true colors. Yeah, that's beautiful. Did you have this realization early on in your life? Like what, what sparked that? I actually didn't. Um, I, it reminds me of a story because I was part of the Leadership Gilroy class of 2014. And before that, in my professional life, I was very quiet. I was the person in the back. I was the person that didn't want to be front and center, didn't want to be in any photos, was just there to kind of do my thing and just, you know, move on with life. Um, but then I took this class on how to become a better leader. And we all have different ways of becoming leaders. Um, and a lot of us embrace it in different ways as well. So after taking this class, I actually learned to embrace myself and be confident. Um, it didn't happen overnight. It happened, you know, over the last couple of years. Um, but since that class, I was able to take myself off that wall and become that social butterfly to, to say, you know what, this is me and I'm going to embrace me and I'm excited to share with the world who I am. And so since then, I kind of was able to fly with what I have and just become where I'm at now. So I'm excited to keep on going and, and keep, keep that motion going. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, 
such a lesson of self-love. You know, we talk when we talk about loving unconditionally, we talk about being inclusive and we talk about non-judgment. So much of that we put on ourselves, don't we? And that's right. what puts us as that, you know, in the back of the room or the wallflower or the person who doesn't want to assert themselves or their opinions or their individuality is mm-hmm. that lack of confidence because deep down, I mean, and we all struggle with it. I, I did too. I was that shy kid as well. I had curly hair. I did not fit in <laughs> there. And it's a silly thing, but, but, but it is one of those things that, you know, when, as we, as we are going through our younger lives, those things that make us feel different, make us feel alienated, but those things that are different are actually the nuggets, the beauty of what does make us unique. Right. Exactly. So bringing us to where you are right now as the director of the Culinary Academy uh, at Rebecca Children's Services, what do you do with hospitality and, and, and like, what does that mean to you? What do you feel like it means to be hospitable and how does it relate to our conversation about humanity? So for me, the word hospitality is in my, you know, career focus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being as a chef, being a culinary you know, credential teacher, um, my goal is always to be hospitable. Um, and that's what we strive for at Rebecca Children's Services. We're trying to build um, hope, happiness, and well-being. And we do that by making sure we're bringing everyone into our campus and making sure they feel welcome. They feel safe. They are able to be themselves. And there's no judgment. There's no worry. There's no stress. They're just ready to heal themselves. We are a mental health agency, and we try to make sure we're we're serving our clientele. And a lot of our youth um, and families, there's you know needs, and we're trying to embrace those needs that they have, so we can help them heal. Um, and so, for a part of me, making sure they can step onto our campus and just be happy and safe and ready to heal themselves is what I do. Um, as the you know culinary instructor for our academy, I I make sure I do that with food. So I try to create that sense of food creating community for my my students and my youth um, that I work with. So once they're able to come into my kitchen, come into our doors and say, hey, let's sit down and talk. I'll give you a snack, a meal, um, a simple little dish that just says, hey, let's start making your stomach happy, which will then help them heal and make their heart happy. So that's kind of what I strive when it comes to RCS. Um, and again, it just ties back to the word humanity because, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, created to be human human and we do that by hospitality you know we're creating ourselves to say you know what it's our chance to get out there and share and embrace everyone else absolutely and you know i can just say from personal experience being in the kitchen with you because um i'll just i'll just mention here for people that don't know because i don't really talk about it a lot but um you've have graciously invited me in for a couple of sessions and we did a smoothie session and then the the last one that we did was um talking about healthy lifestyles and making parfaits and i got that sense and i got that true feeling and that connectedness with these youths where they were they were there was a moment in time it was so beautiful and I'm standing kind of at the front and, and the youths are standing around the table and they are so into, you know, spooning in the yogurt and then the, doing the little protein poppers and the clusters and the drizzling honey. And they were just create, they were creating and they were heart centered and right. they were immersed. And it was just, to me, that moment was just like, wow, it blew, it knocked my socks off because it was like, this is a healing moment for all of these people in here. There was so much just, just um, joy in that room. 
they could forget everything else that's going on in their lives, right? And then there was just this joy and this safety and the security of this space that that you've created. And that's exactly what I try to focus on. You know, um, a lot of these youth come from different backgrounds, walks of life, and I just try to make sure they come in and say, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself now. A lot of these youth don't have the second chance or the third chance in life. Um, working with disenfranchised youth, the list is, you know, homeless youth, human trafficking victims, um, youth who are dealing with, you know, mental health instability from bipolar, schizophrenia, autistic, the list goes on and on. Um, and a lot of them put on a uniform and that's what their goals are, is they get a, a chef jacket, an apron and a hat, mm -hmm. and they have that patch that says, hey, I belong to something. And they've never had that chance to to belong to anything or start a program and finish it. It's more than just a job readiness program or, you know, getting them employability skills. It's actually learning how to become unique and find themselves. For me, cooking and washing dishes and cleaning in the kitchen is very therapeutic. And a lot of these individuals are able to escape, as you said, their struggles and day-to-day -day life barriers to become part of a community that they're embraced and they get to create something and enjoy it after with their peers. Exactly. And it's just so very positive. And there is something very, you know, because I own a commercial kitchen, something very Zen about mopping the floor. Like I mop the floor. I could hire somebody to do it. Right. But but it's it, it is that um just like being very, very just grounded and and humble and and engaged in those types right, of things. Right. That and that sense of belonging I, I love with with those students. Now I know a lot of your work revolves about around you just being yourself and you have some certain words to live by, I'm sure. What what are those? Do you have certain mottos that you'd like to share? I do, I do. Um, they're not mottos per se. It's just kind of words that encourage me. You know, um, throughout my learning process, I've learned that you know I've had struggles myself. Um, I dealt with being you know uncomfortable or not confident. Um, I wasn't you know my self esteem was really low. I am you know a bigger individual and I struggled with my weight my whole life. Um, and I've done every single diet out there. But again, my focus was to build that self love. You know, embrace that body that I was given and the skin that I was given and just say, how am I going to take this and, and love myself for who I am, but also be able to share this, you know, journey with everyone else. Um, body positivity is something I've always worked on. Um, and I try to push for a lot of people in my, um, journey that are also dealing with body positivity and i tell them it's not a, it's not an overnight thing it doesn't happen in a couple of days or weeks it's a lifelong journey it's you know you have to find out what you can you know what's going to make you happy and what's going to share that rate of light into the world so that's going to help you be more comfortable and that's why i created something uh, i call bear and bougie i live in the bearded the big and tall and the fabulous lifestyle and and that's what bear and bougie is you know that's for me a, a brand that i'm creating um, to share everybody, hey, it's okay to be big and tall. It's okay to have a beard. It's okay to be fabulous. Um, and that's kind of one thing I've learned throughout this you know, whole journey is self-love, is you know, waking up every morning and saying, hey, love yourself, love who you are, and love what you do. And that's what everyone else around you will feed off of. And yes, there are days where, hey, 
It's not 100%. It's at 99. It's at 70. It's at 75. And that's okay. People are going to still love you for who you are. And, and, and being authentic is so a huge, it's a huge part of it. Um, so when it comes to those words that I like to give everyone else is, um, it's being authentic. It's being true to yourself. And it's just accepting you for who you are. So everyone else has a chance to do the same. Yeah, I love that. And and I think what resonates with me is that when when you are in that space and you do have that self-love and other people are around you, that actually helps heal other people because when you elevate yourself, you're elevating other people right. around you just by virtue of being you. It's rather iconic, actually. Do you have an icon, icon fan? <laughs> I do. Let me bust out the iconic fan right here. Bust it out. I think it's right here. Let's see. Yes. yes. There we go. <laughs> and I I totally feel you on that because that's what I tell the youths that I work with. It's just, you know, they come into a place that they don't have a chance to belong anywhere else, but they're able to to work on themselves. They're taking time for them. And um, again, everyone's coming from different walks of life and they have to learn how to embrace that and take that away from everyone else and say, you know what, I'm ready to help work on me. I'm ready to fix me. I'm not going to let anybody else control my life. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's almost, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like the self-fulfilling thing where if you don't have confidence, how do you take that first step? You have to have a little to be able to do that. And I always just tell people baby steps yes. because it, it, and sometimes it's just like one kind thing that somebody said to you that you take and you cherish that and like, okay, that can motivate you to do take one more step, but you're right. Like every, I think everybody, like if we really understood what was going on in people's psyches and in their minds and in their lives and in their spirits, we would right. realize a lot of us walk around every day with insecurities, with right. maybe not feeling as valuable. Um, and really it, it's beautiful to see when people step into that light, like you can see it in their eyes, even if it's just for a few moments and they get it, it's yeah. like getting them to get it and getting, getting that to stick longer and longer. It's kind of like developing a muscle, right? Okay. You worked out that muscle. It's a little pumped up, but it's going to be back to normal in a few hours. But if you keep doing that, that muscle is going to develop just yeah. like any, just like anything. Right. And just to get things that, that stick with, with people, I think is really beautiful. So, um, one of the things that you say is you try to give people life. Can you explain what L I F E is to you? Yes. So, um, this last couple of years, I've had the struggle, especially with the pandemic going on. Um, before that, I learned I was a social butterfly. I was involved in every committee, every board I can think of. I, you know, I'm not a rich person financially, so my goal was always to give back with my time or getting my hands dirty. You know, putting my hair up, taking my earrings off, <laughs> pulling my sleeves up, and getting my hands dirty per se. And so for me, it is a chance to give back. And so when I think of what I do in life, I was I was missing, you know, the energy, the networking, the building community um, part of my life. And so I had to switch to a virtual setting. And so I was able to create a podcast, um, which is the hashtag Yes Chef Carlos podcast. And basically, my goal is to bring life to everyone. Um, and I do that by leading, inspiring, feeding, and educating. So those are my four huge parts 
of what I do in life. And it relates to the, the five, you know, pyramids of needs for anyone, right? It's being, you know, building that psychological um, standpoint for someone. It's building safety, it's love, it's belonging, and then building someone's self-esteem, which will allow them to be, realize, you know, self-actualization. And, and that's kind of what my focus was for that. And I just love it. It's, you know, I just put it out there and the podcast itself has reached over 32 countries in the last couple of months. So I'm really happy with it. Um, it's been fun, but again, it's, it's building people's energy and empowering them to, to get a little life in them from just me talking. And if it reach one person, if it reaches, you know, hundreds of people, great. Uh, I'm excited about it, but I'm also, as long as I reach one person, someone can relate with what I'm dealing with. Um, any of my stories or struggles that I talk about, um, before I was not able to talk out of anything, you know, um, body positivity, I share stories that I've never talked to anybody about, um, hiding myself or covering myself up, for example. And now I'm out here sharing stories and I've had people relate to certain situations and scenarios. And that alone has been enough. And so I'm happy to just keep doing this and building that whole um, brand of itself up too. That's beautiful. And I can relate to the bravery. I will say that word. It is bravery to risk uh, putting yourself out there in a way where you could be ridiculed. I mean, not everybody's kind in this world. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. Um, and even with the best of intentions, people, some people don't mind putting other, other people down just because it makes them feel better for whatever, whatever their reasons are, which, and I know you don't attract those people, right? Uh, because you're attracting the people who your message will resonate with. But, yes. but I can say in, um, in my life and some of the gifts that I've developed, I feel like I have to be brave to share them because you do risk so much um, in the risk of, of being different or having different perspectives and sharing. Um, what I love about this authenticity is, is the vulnerability yes. that we share because that is what makes us human, right? That vulnerability exactly. and we're not all strong and we're not all this or this other thing or thing that things that people think we may be or, or may right. put on us, right? And in life, there's all these awkward moments. There's these gray areas. You don't know what to venture in or what's the right choice or the wrong choice. Um, and, and you have to take that first step. I hope you've enjoyed part one with Chef Carlos Pineda. Stay tuned for part two coming up next. <laughs>